We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 167. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the May coming in strong. Boy, we're uh, severe weather's kicking up. It's May. Finally. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Shara. And Shara's back. Welcome back. Yes, I had to take a week off. Yeah. Well, you know, those, those broken arms, they, they kind of need attention. You Cartwheels know. get you every time. <laughs> Oh, is that how she did it? A cartwheel? Yep, oh. a cartwheel. Well, see, that's why I don't do cartwheels. I just yeah. fall over and my ribs break. So there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, tonight's going to be an interesting podcast because of a few things. Uh, we're recording early because we are, Branson, Southern Missouri is under an enhanced risk and we are expecting thunderstorms to develop in the next few hours. So Corey's going to be on his phone looking at the Storm Prediction Center, and I'm over here. So share it, maybe just you and me talking for a while. Night storms. <laughs> Nights, well. My favorite kind. Yeah, well, the, well, the, the hard, the, the, the heaviest part of it should be over before midnight. I mean, there's still going to be still activity dark. going on. I don't like when they hit it dark. I, I don't either. I see them coming. I, I don't either. Well, and I'd like, I like to sleep at night. I don't want to sleep. That too. I mean, I I'll probably be awake, but. Yeah, well, your schedule's all topsy-turvy anyway. This is. But I don't like when you can't see them coming. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make for good video. You have to wait for lightning. You can't chase in the dark. Right. Either. And We've it's so much that. harder to be right. on the Weather Channel and Weather Nation if you have to wait for lightning. That's right. Yeah, you've been you've been hitting the the major networks here lately. Yeah, I was on uh, twice on both networks this week. Well, for we two had, different things. Yeah, I mean, we had major major flooding last week. That Reed was spring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reedsburg. Their whole town just basically almost got washed it away. It happens over there. You know, once every four or five years, you see a river going down their main street. And oh, really? Yeah. So it's not that unusual, I guess. It's always the same time that it floods at Roaring River because it's kind of just next in line, basically. You know? Oh, okay. Okay. Pretty we cool. were supposed to go to Roaring River. Yeah. Well, and we had, uh, we, we, I had a guy it was commenting, uh, he was in Kansas City, he said, I'm supposed to go to Roaring River this weekend, and I don't know if I should come. And I said, well, you, you might want to call him they're, first. They're underwater right now. <laughs> no, they're yeah. still open. They're not underwater. It was a flash flood, and it went right down, but they're yeah. still open. Still what was the rain? I mean, they, they, got, they got more rain than we did. I think well, we, yeah. we got, what, three? It was hit and miss. I mean... Some it never places, really rained that hard here. Some places just got up to six minutes. inches in, in just like a couple hours. Oh yeah, I mean, it, yeah, this was definitely a rain event, and the the weather prediction center did a pretty good job. I, yeah. I, I tell you, I mean, at first they were kind of a little excited when they were saying five to seven. I thought, mm. then they backed it down a little bit. So you know, much of the area I think got about three or something. But we, we had, you know, we had the rain. We had the wind. We had wind with this too, and it was That's an early true. morning event. Remember the night before? 
I said, I'm just, I was texting you and I said, this could be an early morning severe. And because I was expecting him to upgrade the 1 a.m. severe weather outlook, the uh, day one convective outlook. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm, I'm really thinking because we, we we were unstable, you know, south of 60 or so, highway 60. Yeah. Or, and, and and we were like, well, and they didn't. They didn't update it. They didn't upgrade us. And they didn't upgrade us at 8 a.m. Yeah. Know? They up, they did upgrade us to a slight after the storms came through. That oh, day. that's right. Remember that? <laughs> like, so, okay, yeah, pull the trigger, guys. But even, they were a little off that day. Yeah, with the, the but last week I talked about, and... check the, we checked that uh, day one convective outlook or, um, for all week, every day. Oh, during yeah. this time of year. Oh, and yeah. But even when you're in the uh, in the marginal or whatever, they it can, can still get some teeth, and that's all we were in. And we had two tornadoes touchdown in Taney County. Uh, that's right. We had four total, two in Taney. They were EF zeros, little little. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even, enough I, to do some roof damage, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, you had your video at at uh, Matt's cabin, but that was straight line, wasn't it? That wasn't. I suppose. I have. If you look at a map, it's right in line with those where those tornadoes. Oh, really? The path. So there was a a definite uh, path that was not very wide from Indian Point to Shepherd of the Hills and beyond. Walnut Grove. Yeah. I have friends in Walnut Grove. Officially, no, it wasn't a tornado. And I said even when I was there on my live shot that I wasn't calling it tornado damage. I was calling it more straight line wind you know because i like to be sure before that it was a confirmed tornado before i call it a tornado. Oh, exactly damage. well and, and the and the way the way the the hashtag was worded i mean i think some people saw read that wrong because if you read it without the hashtag you said tornado warned storm uh-huh. but the hashtag was just tornado and so i think some people just saw tornado and see was facebook like, does that on, on its own uh, Facebook, it, it, it picks out words and it does and, and puts them into subjects. So it picked out tornado. So that's what happened. I don't know. Now, we love Facebook. Well, now I hope. Okay, let's cross our fingers. But we got a comment the other day that said they think that it they might be fixing it because now all of a sudden they're getting all the the real time posts that we do because well, i'm not i'm not holding i mean i i hope that's the case yeah we haven't had anybody complaining i while. don't know if that's something they're even wanting to fix you know I'm, well i don't because they glitched before because see you know every couple of months i will go and i'll try to share something and then all of a sudden i'll get this new screen it's like oh well here's a whole bunch of groups you can just, yeah i'm not used to that i mean it's just they keep changing it if it's fixing it, it, i mean if it's working don't Fix it. It doesn't need fixed. I don't know why you get these little, these little uh, IT guys in there that are. I know. Let's try this. This will screw everybody up. So how many billions of people are on Facebook anyway? You know, who knows? Billions. I don't know. That'd be a fun fact to find sometime. But but I know we have over twenty five thousand on our, our page. We do. We need to celebrate. Wait, I need to give myself give, give ourselves give ourselves some applause. Uh, we had talked about that before. You had even talked about, you know, we were getting, okay, that's enough applause. Uh, <laughs> like, they were excited. Everybody sit down. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we were struggling there at 20, 24,000, 
300-ish, somewhere around there. It's like, Just you know. We, we, we lost a lot during that. Remember when everybody left Facebook last year? Oh, yeah. Political thing. Yeah, and you know what? I think that, they're back. That's okay. I, well, you know, but that's okay. We're here for a service. I mean, I like... I, I'd be it'd be great if we just get a whole bunch of people and it's like here we go you know but if people are upset and they want to leave you know it's like I don't go see opera it doesn't mean it's bad I just don't like opera so I'm not going to go see opera so why would I join that's an opera it page? I'm leaving I thought you liked <laughs> opera I'm out uh oh Corey Corey's leaving okay sure it's just you and me now but. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, so I've got radar scope. I got a major radar scope going on in the uh, my office. Uh, my whole studio is transformed to a video studio, so we're it's a long story, but yeah, we're making do. We got some nice chairs, got my nice thing over here. There, you know, tonight there's been that tornado worn storm around Springfield, Illinois for hours now. Confirmed, you said okay, okay, it was confirmed. Um, they did do it. Oh, there's another. There's a tornado warning now down in where they, that 10% hatch is. Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, yeah. Near Colgate, not the toothpaste. Oh, okay. Across the street from Crest, right? Mm-hmm, ah, sure. gotcha. All right. Sharers over there going, just no. I, I'm just watching it. <laughs> she's ignoring how, us now. I was looking to see how close it was to my sister, but it's, they got not, a lot of, uh, it's going to oh, pass her. No, it's Good. not. It's on the other side. It's on this side of your sister. Yeah, well, I know the Storm Prediction Center has been really, today they've been really consistent. I mean, they placed Southern Missouri, Branson's barely in this enhanced risk. It's all of Northern Arkansas, Eastern uh, Oklahoma, going into Southeast Missouri in a big old enhanced uh, hatched wind area, hatched When did they put us in enhanced? Was it the late night update or was it this morning? can't remember. It was, uh, no, early, early this morning, was because it? I saw that, and I texted you, and I said, well, looky there, or I said something, yeah, and, I uh, that. uh, but that was like one o'clock, now it's like, ugh, I just had to go to bed. Uh, yeah, I mean, that now they've shifted the enhanced around a little bit. They moved it just a tad further south, but still Branson is in it. Your radar went black. That's because my, my okay, hang on, say, talk while I go fix it. Touch your screen. Hey, did you see that tornado warning in Atlanta yesterday? There was a confirmed tornado on the ground heading right to the big city of Atlanta. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. I saw it on radar. Oh. I saw the, uh, the debris ball. Ooh. Yeah. Correlation coefficient. I hadn't heard yeah. about any injuries or anything like that, which is good, but... Well, there, there was something around Tupelo, Mississippi, but it, it was a rotating rain shower. It wasn't even a thunderstorm. It was a an elevated high-top rain shower. Didn't have any lightning, didn't have any thunder, but the wind currents was just right. It started rotating, and so it was a tornado-warned rain shower. I saw that. I think that was confirmed, too. Yeah. That one I was... And James Spann was all over it down in Birmingham, just, you know, really all, saying... It made me nervous last week with that tornado warning, because the rain was going every which direction. In it our, was. You know... That, outside of our house. I mean, it literally was just spinning. But see, that was morning. I mean, I had... Here's the funny thing. I had just got up and the first thing i do is go in and check okay whatever so i checked the page and you had been posting warnings and watches for like an hour since 6 30 i was like holy crap and so i was like oh, i gotta get up so i got up and i went down here and then then started talking to you and i got on the page now what day was that that was wednesday Probably. thursday i don't know remember. last year some last year last week sometime <laughs> and uh seems like last week to me yeah and and so i was like okay i'm gonna need to go live so i went live it was wednesday wednesday yeah i went live 
And this was like nine o'clock or yeah. something. It was yeah. like early. And uh, went live, said, you know, we're going to watch it, blah, blah, blah. Something looks suspicious. And then I, I, uh, oh, and then towards the end of the live cast, you, they had warned, tornado warned Stone County. That's what it was. Yeah. And so I went, okay, well, I'm going to get off here, do whatever. And then all of a sudden, about 10 minutes later, they warned Taney County. So I popped back on. And then, to our surprise, over 600 people were watching. I was like, yep. yes! I just Because I never really get to see I was see mad because he didn't tell me we were going to have storms, and he's like, we didn't know. Well, we didn't. We weren't didn't expecting think. this. Yeah, I, mean, I don't get too excited when we're sitting here in, margin, in the marginal. Because I, I didn't warn the kids before they went to school. I was like, I would have warned them to, like, well, you know, that, hey, it might happen. Yeah, but this, like you said, we're in marginal, and it's morning. The right. chances of that... Are pretty low, but those things were spinning. It's like, oh my gosh! So then I went back on, and then I thought, okay. And didn't you say my power flickered? Garen said his ours, school powers. Flickered. I don't remember ours flickering even, but they said really? at the junior high, my junior high kids said that the power kept kind of going off and on. Oh, well, that happens when my you get something elementary like that. school. You know, I get her home. I was worried about her because I can't talk to her during it. You know, oh, right. my older one, I can text him, and. When she got home and, you know, I'm like, hey, how'd you do? Where'd you go? And, you know, she was like, huh? What? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even care. She's not going to be a weather gal then. (laughs) She didn't even care. (laughs) No, I mean, these were only F-Zero, EF-Zeros, but still. They were scary looking. They are scary looking. And you know what? I was, it was so early and I was so, I should have set a time lapse. I, it was early in the morning. I didn't even think of setting a time lapse, mm-hmm. which during the weather school, I got to turn our time lapse off. I've been doing a time lapse all day thinking we were going to have some storms develop just north of Branson because the Storm Prediction Center put us big in a big mar- uh, uh, mesoscale discussion saying, we're watching this, but we're not sure it's going to happen. And it didn't really materialize. But... Okay. Well, we talked about the rain. Um the Springfield National Weather Service had their April climate report, and so did the Stormdar Weather monthly climate report. And we were way above in rain. We seem to be always above in rainfall compared to Springfield. Yeah, well, I've noticed that. We got more rain than we donated. <laughs> Yeah, Honestly. but I mean, like almost every month, I could go back on because the, it's the been thing. coming out of Arkansas and kind of just stalling above us. And yeah, my, yeah. my dad's my dad didn't even get like an inch this past month, so he's real dry over there in, in northeast Oklahoma. Wow. So maybe the Joplin area too. Uh-huh. So it's kind of hit and miss. The uh, drought monitor came out on Thursday, and and nothing around here, but a little piece of Missouri up north is is abnormally dry. So you know. It's it's returning if we don't get we haven't had a real widespread rain over the entire state in a while. You know, it's been kinda down here a little bit. Right. But I did peruse the GFS and I heard a little chatter about this. May is going to be active. Now the GFS and the Canadian, both, I cross referenced both of them, starting May eighth, which is next end of next week. Today's only the third. May eighth. May or is, Sunday, that, is that Mother's Day? Is that so, is that Monday? Sunday? No, Mother's yeah. Day the ninth. Well, today's Monday the third, so seven, so ten, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday this weekend, like the eighth through the thirteenth, we've got just multiple rounds of showers, you know, coming through here. I mean, just right through the midsection. And I thought, wow, that's going to be a long lived one. And so I thought, is this just a GFS thing? So I cross referenced it with the Canadian. And the Canadian says the same thing. I mean, it's mostly rain, not storms, but it's just that repeated, repeated, repeated 
uh, round, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be consistent. We're not going to get flooding. But didn't you say, well, you looked at the WPC, but that Tonight, just goes out they're seven. Talking about localized flash flooding for here in the uh, yeah hazardous weather outlook. Maybe in the oh. latest. Did you read the AFD? I have not read the AFD yet. I've been gone today. A, I think maybe it was in that. I did read it though. Well, shoot. I mean, if we don't get three inches all at once, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't. And, and, and we got... Because we're heading kind of a wet pattern if you've looked at the forecast from here on. You know, I mean, it's... it's it's. Oh, yeah. Showers likely, so we're going to be wet. So I'm, I'm good with that. And no more freeze or frost. We're done with that. Ah, I mean, hopefully. that's... Yeah. I mean, it, they, they were talking about, you know, okay, well, after this, you know, cold front moves through and everything, it's going to be cooler with highs in around 70. Well... Is that cooler? That is cooler. <laughs> to me, that's like it's normal. May. It's May, though. Yeah, but our normal high is like 71. So I thought it'd be more than that by now. Uh-uh. No, I mean, I'll, I'll check again during the... But yeah, at the last day of, of April, I, I remember that, we hit 70 or 71. I don't know. I'll check it. But uh, seasonal temps, uh, like we just we touched on that. So anyway, we are watching stuff develop. I mean, I we see it coming up from Oklahoma now, and at 8 o'clock... They're going to have the new uh, day one outlook. So we're going to look at that. Okay, well, let's get to the next segment. It is the Pollen Report. Uh, I've been sneezy. Marilyn was sneezy. Have you guys been sneezy? We were last week, but I've Mm -hmm. been good this week. Good. (laughs) Well, I mean, Pollen.com says today is high. Tomorrow, they say, is low. Like 1.9 out of 12 for pollen, So which is... Really low for this time. But Wednesday through Friday is medium high. Pollen.com says Branson pollens primarily are oak, mulberry, and walnut. Uh, I checked the Springfield. They say trees, grasses, and mold are all high, with oak being the top. So that, that cross-reference with Pollen.com. And they said pine is coming into play. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really realize that. On the high, I mean, there's other trees, but, I mean, we were talking, you know, where it says high. So, uh, yeah, so tomorrow is going to be a great allergy day, <laughs> and then it's going to get worse after that. So, okay, the next report says something interesting. The Stormdar Birdwatching Report. Well, my mother was happy to report to me that on the 29th of April, she got her first Hummer. In Springfield, just north of Springfield. She got her first Hummer. She's been looking for those. Now, we had them down here for quite a while. But uh, she said the Wren's also up there. I mean, they haven't put down a deposit on an apartment yet. She said they're still flying around, looking around. We have one that's claimed ours. A Wren? No, sorry. Oh. I was still on the Hummingbirds. Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Henry? Is that his name? Well, I don't know. Have we named him Henry yet this year? <laughs> no, this is Henry the Eighth. Oh, the eighth one. It's not. Yeah. Is that the one that's supposed to be a jerk? <laughs> well, Henry. we. I don't know. Is he this one a jerk yet? <laughs> yeah. As I say, he's already running off other hummingbirds. So yeah. he Every camps day. out right underneath the hummingbird feeder on the tomato plant. Oh, the cage. The cage. Yeah. And runs off anybody else that gets close. Well, that's not nice. They're not nice birds. Oh, they're not? They're very territorial. Oh. <laughs> this is my feeder. I'm going to protect it. What do you got? You got? Is that all you got? I mean, just hovers? You got anything else? No. Well, not a big bird guy. We saw some yeah. blue birds the other day. Nice. I don't know if they were blue birds. They were blue 
birds. They yeah, were, they were beautiful. They were very they pretty. They were at the blue. lake. They didn't look like irregular oh. blue jay. Yeah, though. they didn't look like a blue jay. They were just blue birds. Oh, they were wow. very. They, were, they had white bellies and blue heads, and they were just really cool. Wonder what those are. I don't know. If we have any 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 bird aficionados out there, I couldn't get a picture. I tried. Yeah, let let us know what that is. I, I don't know about the about the birds. Um, yeah, I'm not much of the birds. I mean, if now that the birds are setting up shop, we got the hummers going on. We may we'll probably start retiring the bird watching report. I mean, if they're all here, then there's nothing to talk about. Uh, when do or cardinals are year round? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can see those in the winter. That oh, that's right. Yeah, when it snows, those are the pretty really ones cool. where they come out when it snows. Yeah, well, I'm going to, I pulled out for the weather school, the, it's called the anatomy of a thunderstorm. We haven't, haven't done that in a while. Explains how thunderstorms develop, and especially tonight, since we're going to have thunderstorms and hopefully not too many tornadic twister cells come out. So uh, let's uh, just get to that motor school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather this week we're going to explore one of the marvels of mother nature the thunderstorm we've all experienced thunderstorms Some of them are gentle with little lightning and rolling thunder, but others can produce devastating weather conditions with large, destructive hail, powerful winds, and tornadoes. In order to create a thunderstorm, we need to have three main ingredients. Moisture, which is fuel for the fire per se. Instability. This can be a heat source generated at the surface. And lift. This could be something like a low-pressure system or wind shear. Each of these elements can exist by themselves, but you'll only get a thunderstorm when all three come together. In the summertime, two of these elements are common, moisture and instability. Just step outside on a late August afternoon and you'll certainly know what I'm talking about. Hot surface temperatures and tons of moisture just sit at the surface, and make our lives miserable. The ingredient that's missing here is the lifting mechanism. That's because high pressure is usually in control of our summer pattern. A big ridge of high pressure moves overhead, and that prevents any lift, so there's no way for the hot and juicy air to escape into the sky. The nuts and bolts of thunderstorm development are quite simple. The three ingredients come together and make a thunderstorm. Okay, maybe it's not quite that simple. We all know that the temperature decreases as you go up in the sky. An approaching storm system, like a low-pressure system, takes warm and moist air at the surface and lifts it up into that colder air. This is the beginning stage and where the warm, moist air starts to condense and makes a cloud. This repeated process lifts more and more juicy air upward and the condensation principle continues. The influx of water vapor constantly being shoved up into colder air will cause little tiny raindrops to form. The raindrops will try to fall due to gravity, but they'll continue to be pummeled upward by the updraft. 
Eventually, the raindrops will grow into a size that the updraft is unable to support. This is where the raindrops will start making their way to the surface. A large mass of rain will start falling, and the rain-cooled air will start a downward track. This is the downdraft stage. And now, the machine is really getting going. Eventually, the juicy air being updrafted will run out, kind of like a car running out of gas. This lack of fuel will weaken the updraft, and the thunderstorm will begin the decaying process. The storm will continue to drop all of the condensed moisture until it runs out of steam, per se. Then, the storm will dissipate. Lightning happens when positive and negative charges get together. The moist air at the surface contains mostly negatively charged particles, and the top of the cloud has mostly positively charged particles. The updraft in a thunderstorm carries a lot of these negatively charged particles up into the sky, and if the updraft is strong enough, then they'll make it to the top part of the cloud where the positive charges are, and then the party begins. The stronger the updrafting, the more negatively charged particles make it up to the top of the cloud. Hail develops when very strong updrafts carry the moisture far up into the sky where the temperatures are well below freezing. The raindrops freeze, then they try to fall. If the updraft is really strong, then the small hailstone will collect moisture on the way down, then get propelled back upstairs by the powerful updraft. And this process will continue over and over until the hailstone gets so large that the updraft can't support it anymore, and it will fall to the ground. There's one thing that prevents thunderstorms from developing. It's a phrase we've all heard the weather pros say from time to time, and that's, there's a cap in the atmosphere. Think of a cap like a lid on a pot of boiling water. The water in the pot is hot and moist, but the lid prevents the steam from escaping. If you remove the lid, then you'll notice steam rapidly rises upward into the kitchen. This is the same concept in the atmosphere. An inverted layer of air in the lower to middle levels acts like a lid or a cap so the air can't rise. However, if this cap erodes or breaks, then all that pent-up juicy air at the surface can quickly shoot up in the atmosphere into much colder air. That causes it to condense and starts the process of developing a thunderstorm. Let's talk about some of the types of thunderstorms. There's the single-cell or pulse-type storm. This type of thunderstorm occurs with one updraft and one downdraft. These storms usually develop in the summertime when there's a cap dividing the moist hot air at the surface and the colder air upstairs. The cap prevents the air from rising, but there can be little areas where that cap becomes weak. And this is the place where the surface air can overpower that weak spot in the cap. These pulse-type storms are usually isolated and many times just bubble up and then rain themselves out and then collapse. A lot of times they don't move much because there's really no steering mechanism upstairs to push them anywhere. So they'll, they could remain stationary or slowly drift in erratic directions. This is where you can get a huge dump of rain in as little as 15 minutes. The strength of the updraft determines how strong these little buggers can get. 
Sometimes these storms can quickly become severe with large hail because of the extreme updrafting, and you'll get very strong winds due to the rain-cooled air downdrafting back to the surface. These types of storms usually don't produce tornadoes just because this particular structure doesn't support it. Another type is called a multi-cell cluster. This is where several single-cell thunderstorms develop in an area, and they're all in different stages of development. Groups of cells just bubble up and down, and they merge into one another to create stronger cells. The individual cells normally don't last long, but they could keep bubbling up in various locations for a couple of hours before exhausting all the available moisture or instability. Another type is called a multi-cell line. This is where a long line of thunderstorms can extend for hundreds of miles. You've probably heard this called a squall line. The fancy term we use is QLCS, or Quasi-Linear Convective System. The line moves into an unstable air mass and taps into energy, and storms constantly redevelop over and over again as they move forward into the rich air mass. Thunderstorms along this line can be quite strong with large hail and strong outflow winds. The strong winds in a squall line are usually the result of downdrafting air from the storms spreading out as they reach the surface. Tornadoes can form along these squall lines, but you mostly get strong straight-line winds, sometimes gusting well over 70 miles an hour. And finally, the supercell. Supercells are a special kind of single-cell storm that can last for hours. These are the ones that have the ability to twist and are responsible for producing tornadoes. The updrafts in supercell thunderstorms can get over 100 miles an hour, creating extremely large hail, sometimes to the size of softballs. Violent tornadoes can develop from supercells due to very strong wind shear. That's strong winds blowing at different directions with height. And this shear gives a thunderstorm the ability to rotate. We hope this gives you some insight on how thunderstorms develop and the potential damaging effects they have. Remember, if you can hear thunder, then lightning is near. Always heed this warning. When thunder roars, go indoors. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you got a big booming thunderstorm, and you know how it's all put together. Yeah, we've been watching radar. There's a tornado warnings happening down in Texas and in Oklahoma. And uh, that one near Springfield, Illinois, just is still rolling. That's that's crazy. But nothing around here yet. I mean, we got partly cloudy skies. It's really nice outside. Now, it was humid today. I think it's still humid. It, yeah, but I mean, comparatively it's to sticky. the... sticky. Yeah, very, very sticky. And that means there's lots of moisture in the air. Temperatures got to, I guess, around 80 uh, today, so... The atmosphere kind of primed up, so we're waiting for a disturbance to come through, and it could be very interesting later. Okay, well, it's time for In Other News, and I wanted to just uh, mention again, May is our Remembering Joplin uh, month, 
And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got uh, four podcasts that you can access uh, about different uh, perspectives of the Joplin tornado. This is the 10th year uh, anniversary. Usually people celebrate an anniversary, but we're not celebrating. We're just remembering. So is that fair to say 10th anniversary of the Joplin tornado? This month, yeah. Yeah, this month. So go on there. It's really easy to find them. Uh, Just latch into our website, stormdarweather.com, and you'll see a tab that says podcast in media. And if you just mouse over that, there's a tab that says remembering Joplin. It's got all four of our... um, videos there <clears throat> i got something in my podcasts. throat <clears throat> yes podcast there we got the humanitarian perspective personal perspective emergency manager's perspective and we got the meteorologic me- meteorologist perspective with gary bandy who uh, lived through that they all lived through it but they uh, might anyway, check that out so uh yeah you got anything I got a couple things, but I do not. You don't have anything? No. For in a, oh my gosh. Nothing. This whole I'm podcast. looking at a video of some hail in West Texas. Oh really? It's covering the ground. Oh, Three wow. hours ago. Yeah, that hail that's uh yeah, they were they were talking about the hail being big hail makers. And uh Sarah, I think you were asking off off uh, off air that about, you know, how can they forecast hail size? Well, you you just basically have to see how big the updraft is and how much that's going to sustain because that's how hail works. I think they said that in the weather school. You get that little drop water droplet and hail propels the water droplet up past the freezing line. It freezes. It gets heavy, starts to fall. Uh, you get the updraft and going back up. It refreezes with water. It keeps going, keeps going. So if you've got a really, really powerful updraft, that is going to keep propelling that hailstone way up in the in the sky. And I think if uh, what what was that chart, Corey? Is like a softball size hail has to have an updraft of uh, over a hundred mile per hour. That's crazy. Can you imagine? I can't. I mean, you are, you don't even see that on horizontal, but no. let alone air lifting into a cloud of over a hundred miles per hour. That just blows my mind. But. Anyway, uh, I did see that, which I thought this was interesting. April 2021, last month, was the fourth lowest in issuing tornado watches. Now, this is from the Storm Prediction Center. Of all the Aprils, since they've been going, you know, they, they you always have a number and count how many tornado watches were issued. April was the fourth lowest. I, I don't know where that graphic is. I don't know what the, the least was. I saw that. Now, we had Tornado Watch, didn't we? Or two once. Anyway, yeah. Oh, we had one just... Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, I think they said 19. I remember a year and a half we didn't have any Tornado Watches, you know, seven or eight years ago. You're talking for this area, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Springfield, the Springfield office didn't have any. But uh, I didn't notice locally a shortage of tornado watches, but I was surprised to see that on that graphic. Uh, yeah. Now, May, that's a different situation. Yeah. Uh, because May <laughs> May's more active. So I thought that was cool. And the other thing I wanted to say, uh, with your video, your um, flood video that you did, uh, you shared it. Now, anything it has to do with roads, we share to our road conditions group. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where everything got nuts <laughs> yeah. uh you share it to the group it got shared and suddenly 
our likes just exploded. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, we were sitting around 24,000 likes, a uh, little more with followers, 24,200 or 300 on our main Facebook page. And now we are over 25,100. So, I mean, wow. And, and the road conditions group had just exploded too. Most of those come from the road conditions group. So thank you, all of your, all the patrons out there, all the people that follow us and, uh, uh, our new members and stuff for twenty five thousand likes. You know, we need to have some kind of giveaway or yeah, pool or or something. So I don't know. So you have nothing over there. I'm watching radar. Well, you know, actually, you should got a new tornado of... warning down in Oklahoma near McAllister. So Tulsa ought to be taking over that. Oh real, real yeah, fast. and watching. your buddy Trav is probably yeah. going to start covering that. Yep. Well, <clears throat> since you're watching Radar, I think we need to get to the segment we didn't we missed last week. It is get ready to get educated in Shara's fun facts. Shara's back, and she's got fun facts. So since I'm <clears throat> got stuff in my throat, I'm going to turn it over to her to Dazzlus with fun facts this week. So what you got? So I'm a, a day or two, two days behind on my fun facts because okay. I was going to do these last week. <clears throat> but fine. I have one. We have plenty of time. Fill it up. <laughs> I have one tornado fun fact. Oh, okay. Not really a fun fact. Uh, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> um, so this was the anniversary, the May 3rd, 99 tornado that hit Moore, Oklahoma. The F5. Oh, yeah. Tornado. Uh-huh. Um, so fun fact, the image on your screen, on your phone, if you have the Radar Scope app, is the image from the Moore, Oklahoma tornado. The icon. Yes. Oh, how cool is that? Even though radar did not exist. Radar scope radar didn't scope exist Radar scope didn't then. exist then, but... <laughs> That's cool. Wow, okay. All right. So, Saturday was big hats and lots of horses, Kentucky Derby time. Oh, yeah. So, I found some Kentucky Derby facts. Woo! Nay. Yeah, I, I don't have any, like, nay or horse drops on here. No, that's... There you go. It's like, time to get up. No. The amount of food consumed at the Derby is pretty astounding. On average, spectators will eat 142,000 hot dogs, 18,000 barbecue sandwiches, 13,800 pounds You're making me hungry. 32,400 jumbo shrimp, 9,000 scallops, 8,000 pounds of potatoes, 30,000 cookies, and 300,000 strawberries. Hmm. The traditional drink of the Derby is the mint julep. Ah. And they average over 120,000 every year on race day. Gosh. Now, this year they had to change up. I wonder what the numbers are this year because... They only did half the capacity. They did 30,000 spectators this year, which was half capacity for COVID. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, they've had to. I, I'm trying to figure out what's in a mint and julep. I don't know. Mint and look that up? juleps. Okay. No, I, I'm looking at it. Is that it. like an orange oh, Julius? bourbon cocktail. No, it's a cocktail. It's a mint julep. Uh, the mint julep is a bourbon cocktail best known for being the signature drink of the Kentucky Derby. There you go. Nah. Proposed of bourbon, sugar, mint, and crushed ice. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, Diane Crump was the first woman jockey to ever ride in the Derby. There has yet to be a female winner. 
But Shelly Riley came the closest in 1992 when she came in second. And there's only been three fillies, female horses, actually win the derby. Oh, okay. That's a, a filly is a female horse? I don't know. Yes, uh-huh. a filly is a female. I actually knew that. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it was the stuff I don't know that I actually kind of knew. I don't know. <laughs> See, I think I hear Philly and I think Philadelphia Phillies. I was going to say cream cheese. <laughs> yeah. Philly is also a horse, a female horse. Okay. I think it's F I L L E Y. F I L, yeah. Okay. Not the P H I L. Right. <laughs> the oh, record. See, you learned something new for <laughs> There you do. <laughs> the record low temperature at the race held on the first week of May every year was 47 degrees in 1935 and in 1957. The record high was 94 degrees in 1959. Ooh. Man, just two years later, they went from 47 to 94. And that's May 1st, right? Yeah. It's the first. Or the, the, yeah, the first of It's May. the first weekend of May wow. every year. There's only been twice that it was not held. I think I have that one. Yeah. Uh, the Derby is also referred to as the Run for the Roses because the winner is awarded a blanket sewn with over 400 roses. The blanket itself weighs about 40 pounds. Oh my gosh. Okay. Post number one has become known as the dreaded rail due to its tendency to leave horses boxed in behind other racers, making it difficult to pull away from the pack. So if you ever enter a horse, you don't want to be in post number one. Okay. They only allow 20 every year. That's the max that horses that can race. Interesting. All right. All thoroughbred racehorses have the same birthday. January 1st. No matter what day a horse was born on during the year, racehorse age is marked from New Year's Day in order to make it easier to keep track of bloodlines. I have no idea. Wow. So so if you're, wow. So if you're born in like October 10th. You're still going to be counted on New Year's Day of the earlier. Just to track your bloodlines. That's just, that's weird. They don't do that to poodles. I don't think the horse. They do that for kids. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For tax reasons. For kids. On income taxes. Being born December 31st, you still count. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Okay. Only three-year-old horses are allowed to compete in the Kentucky Derby. That I did not know. You only have to be be three years old. Okay. How weird. The Derby has never been canceled or postponed due to inclement weather. Ooh. I've seen some pretty inclement weather going through there, though. I mean, during like mud, tons of yeah, mud. Yeah, they've had the wettest. And you all you that think kind those of those million dollar horses? They would be afraid they'd break a leg or something in the mud. I know. Nope. Well, they're only three years old, so they about they yeah, three years old. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. The Derby has only been held on a day other than the first Saturday in May twice. Once in 1945, when a wartime ban on horse racing postponed the event. And we all know the second time, 2020, when the race was delayed until September by COVID-19. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they had it in September. I don't remember them having it in September. Yeah, and they said they had like half the viewers and huh. it was... Well, you have a lot more to compete with in September than you do in May. Horses there's, don't there's like no, There's no football. Yeah, right. Hmm. The current purse for the Derby is $3 million dollars. With the winner taking home one point eight six million, six hundred thousand for second place, three hundred thousand for third place, one hundred and fifty thousand for fourth place, and ninety thousand for fifth. That's crazy. In two thousand nineteen, first time in Derby's history, the horse that crossed the finish line first did not win the race. 
The horse that ran the track fastest, maximum security, was disqualified for impeding another horse, resulting in the second-place finisher, Country House, being moved up to the winner's circle. I don't know what I, that means. You know, that horse impeding. You got to watch out Yeah, for stuff like that. They're impeders. I guess so. 159.40 is the fastest winning time for the one-and-a-quarter-mile Kentucky Derby was authored in 1973 by um, Secretariat. I was, oh! Did you not hear me say start? Yeah, I was going to say it. Ah, Corey got that one. Yeah. Monarchos in 2001. I was going to say Seabiscuit. I think that's a movie. Oh, you weren't going to say Secretariat. <laughs> Monarchos in 2001 won the race at 159.97, making him the only other winner to crack the two-minute barrier in race's history. So just the two have gotten under two minutes. So 30,000, I said, was the number of attendees expected for 2021, just half capacity. $122 million was the ticket revenue lost last year for Ooh. 2020. Ooh. $122 million. $126 million was the total amount wagered on the 2020 Kentucky Derby, which is 50% less than most years. So it's normally over two hundred and. I can't imagine that that amount of money. Five hundred to a thousand dollars is the price of a high-end Kentucky Derby ticket. Nope, sorry, wrong fact. Five hundred to a thousand dollars is the price of a high-end Kentucky Derby hat. Oh. Hat. Ninety percent of the female spectators wear hats. Oh, that's right, because they do the, the fancy hat thing, oh, don't yeah. they? People yeah. People have parties and watch the Kentucky Derby and wear their big hats. Gotcha. Yeah. You guys didn't do that this year. I did not. Huh. She had to hat. work. <laughs> but like, I had my hat on. People oh. like they go to the Kentucky Derby and they hang out all day long for a two minute race. It only lasts two, two minutes, minutes. And that's it? That's it. Two minutes. It's over. Oh my God. No, I wouldn't do that. So, price of one night in a hotel room during the weekend of the big race is 500% higher. Than any other oh, night. Oh, they know how to gouge know, that. Wow. Yeah. That seems illegal. Price gouging is illegal. I mean, 500%? That's crazy. Mm. That's outrageous. Oh. 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 oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where, where's that? There. There. Okay. Oh. 12,000 <laughs> is the number of staff members that work. At Churchill Downs on race day. 12,000 people working there. Was that counted in the 30,000 capacity? Maybe. I mean, that was half the capacity I right it. there. I, doubt <laughs> it. I know. <laughs> you got 30,000 people just down on the field. <laughs> mm, I think that's it. Yeah, the others are kind of boring. Oh, well. That's all I got. We've got some extra minutes. Just do one more. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, Speaking of horse and weather-related movies. Okay, yeah. Twister? I'm going to give you There's a line no to horse. a movie, and you have to tell me what Twister. movie it is. Okay, you'll know this, not me. Maybe. I'm bad at this. Now, that's a horse of a different color. Oh, good grief. You're bad at these dad jokes today. Oh, is that the line? Yes! Oh, my gosh. Uh, Wizard of Oz? Okay. Oh, it's it a weather-related movie, right? A Twister. Well, yeah, a tornado Twister, started the whole thing. Twister. That, that, in Kansas, in Kansas, a horse of a different color. I, w I wonder if they, uh, wonder if they were under a moderate risk. 
that day? Yeah, probably. So there was a, a gray horse in the race this year. I don't remember his name. And? If he had won, he would have been the first gray horse ever to win the Kentucky Derby. But he did not win. But he did not. He was close. Well. I think he came in second. I think he was the favorite, actually. Yeah, he was the pick, but I think he came in second. Gray? They're all white? No, they're brown. And or brown? Black. Uh, and okay. Red but just and not gray. Just not gray. Oh. Okay. Now you know. I don't know. That's super. Oh, you know, something I forgot in the uh, in other news was Corey's garden. You brought your stuff in when it was getting... No, not when it was storming. Not, not I when it was storming. There. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you got now? You have your... I got like 15 tomatoes out We've there. We've had three whole strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'll probably have they a couple delicious. more tomorrow. They were very sweet. Lots of onions. I don't know when to pick them, though. I need to research that. I think our blackberries are not a happening thing. There's a stick in the mud. <laughs> Nothing growing out of the stick in the mud. I, I'm thinking about doing some more tomatoes because you can never have too many tomatoes. Mm, and I'm going to, and what we're going to do tomatoes. is we're going to have, I have different varieties of tomatoes and I'm going to make Rando and Shara do a taste test nope. of the Dang. different varieties Tasting of tomatoes. tomatoes. During the podcast, we're going to have a, a tomato nope. segment. And by the end of that segment, you're going to hear them say, yeah, this is just You're like have candy. Us puking on the this, is, <laughs> this tomato is just like tastes just like candy. Nope. No. Gonna have the throwing mm, up segment. That's no, summertime it candy. Puke. It's just like yeah. I would make me puke. The really? Seeds literally make me puke. Oh. If it touches my hand, I will puke. Here's what I'm gonna do. You, yeah, not give her anything. It's gonna make her puke. <laughs> Rando, you told me the other day. Yeah. You have a recipe for a pizza crust or something. Yes, I do. I'm going to get that. I'm going to make my own pizza sauce with my homegrown tomatoes. Then would you try my tomatoes? Well, if you put if I make, I'm fine with tomato sauce or ketchup or I'm, something. I'm it's gonna just make, a tomato. I'm going to make like. pizza sauce from my onions and tomatoes. Oh, I'll eat that. Yeah. Because it's, it's got other stuff mixed in. Yeah. I'm good. You can yeah. put your tomatoes in chili. Yeah, I yeah. will. If they're in, I just don't want to take a tomato and go. Right. I'm just not going to eat a solid <sighs> tomato. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. We'll try that. He likes lots of BLTs during the summer. Oh, so good. I have BLs. I'm going to make B tomorrow. I have BLs. <laughs> <laughs> you just have BLs? Yeah, I've got, I got a package of B, and I got it upstairs. We've been making our B in the air fryer. It's so easy and so quick, and it comes <sighs> out perfect every time. everything really? in the air fryer. Yeah, that's, that's just true. I need to get one of these air fryers. made fried chicken for lunch. We literally make everything. If it's not, we get it, recipes it's either from air you guys. fryer or grill. <laughs> So Grilling's we do, good. We don't use our oven. <laughs> we rarely use our oven. Well, or but I like to bake stuff, though. You like can bake pizza. in the air fryer. Bake you can make cookies fryer. in the air fryer. Really? Yeah. Are they juicy or are they crispy? Cookies? I, I'm not, cri- not I've juicy. I've never made it. I've never made it in the air fryer. Not ju- <laughs> but there is an option for that. Wait, all the pull-down menu. I got all these words I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to pick from the sky. <laughs> Chewy is what I meant, you know, not juicy. There, there's an air fryer option Here, and a bake option. Here, try that's when they're called not cooked. Yeah. Anyway. See, I like them not cooked. I, still I eat chewy. Them. They're still juicy. Then you need to put <laughs> I like them back to run, in. I like to run my cookies to the juicer, <laughs> the Jack Lane juicer. Oh I eat wait, cook. Wait. I, I drink my cookie juice when I do my sit ups in the morning. He's on fire today for some reason. He's killing it with the dad jokes. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I think before we completely go off the rails, we need to get to the last segment. Then <laughs> it's the weather word of the week. It is the Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week. So, Shara, you are back. So, what is the Weather Word of the Week this week? 
Orographic Uplift. There you go. So what is Orographic Uplift? The vertical forcing of air by terrain features such as hills or mountains. This can create orographic clouds and or precipitation. So, Corey, what is the name of that cool orographic cloud that we see? Sorry, I wasn't listening. What's the name of the cool orographic cloud? That you see on top of mountains. The vertical forcing of air by terrain features such as hills or mountains. Yeah. Oh, the lenticular? Yes. That's it. And, and, and you don't have to have mountains. They, you don't. They, they happen over the mountains. They can happen over a weather, uh, like like a ridge that of, of, what are you looking at? Okay. Oh, there's spider. Spider. a spider. You're going to have to kill the kill spider. Ugh, Corey, Corey, you're going to have to kill the spider. Well, Not right sh- now. We need to keep that one. No. Mm, nope. Well, he was in here the other day, and Carl put him outside, and I said, kill How it. How do you know it's the same one? It looks like the same one. It's one of those jumping spiders. Yeah. No. Is yes, it? it is. It's like a jumping spider. Kill it. Please kill it. Kill it. If it doesn't jump. Come on. It's a good podcast thing. Kill it. Kill it. No way. Kill it. Yes. No way. I don't want to kill it. Do you want a fly spider? I, I want to keep it. No, oh, you we're it. not keeping yeah. it. <laughs> Give it to Greg. Do you have an aquarium? No. No. We're not keeping it. We no. can call him Stormy the Stormdar Mascot. No. No, I don't want kill it. But it's good. Good pod pod. He's just coming he, in because he knows it's going to rain. He, he's probably, that's probably well, a good sign that we're going to Well, let's just put him out of his Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably a good sign we're going to have severe weather. Those spiders, they come in, the spiders and the ants, they, they, they've they been yeah. coming in, you know, days ahead of time because they got to ex- establish it's residence. One. It's the same one. Are you going to kill the spider or not? No, I don't, I don't kill spiders. I do. kill it when the podcast is over. It's, okay. I'm watching the weather over here, people. Okay. Oh. Look at this. There's tornadoes Well, I'm not going to ask Oklahoma. Shara to kill the spider. So, Okay, this is completely going off the rails. So anyway, <laughs> I think we better wrap this thing up. Um, so we're going to be watching. Severe weather uh, is potentially going to happen tonight. So uh, you will probably not hear the podcast till tomorrow. So it'll all be over. So anyway, just know that we're watching it. So Corey, besides the spider... And the weather. You got anything else to add? I do not. Okay. Shara, your fun facts. Any more horse, gray horse fun facts? I'm out of horse facts. She's out of horse facts. Well, I think we're going to wrap this thing up so I can go kill the spider. <laughs> anyway, oh, so. It's moving. It's moving? It's on the move. You better hurry. Okay. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Storm Dark Weather. Like our page and be sure to like our comment on our post to have it show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week without a spider for the next edition of the Storm Dark Weather Podcast. Go! Is it moving? It started heading towards the ceiling. No. It's on the ceiling. No, it's on the wall. Oh. (laughs) I was afraid it was going to be on top of us in a minute. Oh, it's it's moving. I need... Oh, you totally did. No! You didn't hit it! You didn't hit it! You just scooped him down. He is not dead. All you did was knock him down. Now he's on the floor. He is not dead. Okay. See, I trust him to kill things, I and could, then he doesn't. I couldn't things. hit it close to the corner. It's not a corner. You didn't smack at it at all. You just scooped him down. Yeah, I was trying to move down. This is what he does to me. I'm terrified of things, and he loses them every time. I know. I'm, and then yeah. I'm even more terrified. Well, the good thing is, without the